Hi, welcome to the Modern OT Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about defining occupational therapy, insights from OTs in the profession, and highlighting how students advocate occupational therapy while in school. I am Sirianni. And I am Laura. And our goal in this podcast is to show the modern definition of OT. So let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to an episode. So we have another special, well, we have our first special guest right now, Taylor Yanko. She is, uh, she just graduated from OT school. So she's just studying for her boards right now, getting prepared with everything. So Taylor, can you just uh, briefly describe what you're all about and a little bit about yourself, your journey? So I just graduated from Gannon University in Erie, PA. I did a five-year program, just actually scheduled my boards. So That's super exciting. But yeah, I actually got interested in OT when I was in high school. My dad has cerebral palsy. So I kind of like grew up like helping him and like always like thinking of ways to make his life easier. And then like I found out about OT and I was like, oh, wait, like people do this for a career. Like that's super cool. So I shadowed OT in probably like four or five different settings because I wanted to be sure because I was like college is going to be like a one time go for me. Like I want to make sure I know what I want to do. So I shadowed in all these different settings, had like 300 hours of shadowing because I wanted to be so sure, but I loved it. So I committed to doing a five-year program because I was like, I want to like get this done. Like I know what I want to do. Yeah, that's awesome that you knew what you wanted to do like right then and there because that's like really rare for people to kind of just like go straight into school, like the five-year program, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just like know exactly what they want. So that's really yeah. awesome. I remember like looking at your um your Instagram page and I was just trying to see like what you're all about and I saw that you are a virtual coach and that you like are really advocating for like chronic illness and things like that. I think that's really really awesome. And I just wanted to see if you were willing to share your journey. Yeah. So, um, I actually, after I already committed to OT school, my senior year of high school, I think it was in the fall, it's like all kind of blurs together, but in the fall, I was having a lot of like really weird symptoms, didn't really know what was going on. I saw like five or six different doctors and none of them were really super helpful. So just kind of, you know, going through the motions, but finally I got diagnosed with Lyme disease, um, after probably like six or seven months of not knowing what was going on. So I went through the treatment for that, but because it took longer to get diagnosed, I had like recurring symptoms um, that popped up again my sophomore year of college. So that kind of started that journey. And then when I was in OT school and everything kind of popped back up, I really had a big struggle of like, okay, who am I as an OT if like I'm having these issues and like, should I still be an OT? So just a lot of like struggles with that. But I think throughout that journey, like I really came to understand that like through my experience, it makes me a better OT because I know what it's like to have like those things taken from me and like really have to like change my life to fit what it looks like now. No, yeah, definitely really get that like empathy part of it. Also wanted to touch with how did you balance like that chronic illness as a student and also maybe you know the role of your family like were you guys were you living at home at the time or did you have to move um I was actually about three hours away from my family when I was at school so that was really challenging especially for like I think that's probably like a two-year period where it was really tough like I honestly like my sophomore year of OT school almost didn't make it because it just it was so hard like I 
had so many days when I couldn't even make it to class because I was so sick. I couldn't get out of bed. And so that was definitely like really challenging. My family was always like very supportive and very like, hey, like if you need to come home, like if there's anything you need. But I also had really amazing roommates at the time that were always in my corner and always like willing to like help me with whatever I needed. So it was definitely challenging, but I think as time went on, I got better at understanding like what my body needed and what I needed to do to be able to, be able to continue going through school. So it's definitely like a learning curve for sure. And did you share that with your program? Like did your professors know, did the program director know? Yeah, that was challenging for me. I went to a private school, so um, a private university. So it's like a very small program. Like everyone knows everyone. So like at first, like I wasn't very willing to like share it because I didn't want them to look at me differently. But then I was like, you know, I'm an OT school. They know, you know, these things happen. And like, I didn't want what was happening in my personal life to affect like how they saw me as a student. So I did end up coming forward with a lot of my professors my junior year and just explained like, hey, this is something that's going on. This is something I'm struggling with just in case like you can tell that I'm not fully there, like this is happening. And they were all very supportive, very like, oh, I would have had no idea, but like always willing to like accommodate me in any way that they needed to. So that was definitely helpful. Like once I like had the courage to speak up and be like, hey, like this is happening. It was definitely a good decision. I, I love that you had a good support system for sure. Oh yeah, that's super important. Honestly, if you don't have like a solid support system, like you really, I don't want to say you can't go anywhere, but I'm saying it's just like, it really helps so much. So that's like really great that you had that. And you're able to finally like open up and it ends up like going well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like too, especially with like, um, when I first got sick and everything, like, I remember just feeling like so alone, like, especially getting like, you know, any kind of diagnosis where it's like, oh, there's not really much we can do. But like, this is something you just have to deal with. I think a lot of people just do feel so alone. So having people in your corner that can support you is definitely huge. Yeah, and even with your platforms too, like how you're really just like advocating, showing people that they, they aren't alone, like how you felt like you were. I mean, I saw that you were doing like all these June groups that you're promoting as well for like getting everyone together who's who has chronic illness and just like with your Facebook page, like you're really doing a great job, I think, of just like really like pushing yourself out there to like get that all known. I think that's really awesome. Yeah, so um, I can talk a little bit too about how I got started doing like coaching and everything because it was definitely not something like I saw myself doing like ever. But basically my, I guess it was my senior year of college. I, I feel like that was kind of like a turning point for me and my health because I had just gotten back from a trip to Europe and I, that trip was very like eye-opening for me. By that point, like my symptoms had kind of like fizzled out a little bit and it was more like regular. So it wasn't like all over the place, but I guess like I really didn't fully understand what limitations I had still because of my chronic illness. So that trip was like super challenging just because we did all these hikes and like all this stuff. And I was like so sick the entire trip. Like I could not keep up with anything. I was sick like every day. I would have to like stay in the hotel and miss things. So I got back from that trip and I was following this girl on Instagram who was a coach and I was like, oh, it's just like interesting what she does, you know, and she ended up reaching out to me and, and we had a conversation about my health and like what goals I had and like how I just felt so out of control and I just wanted to do something different. Like 
I felt like there had to be a better way because before this, I really wasn't really paying attention to what I was eating. I wasn't exercising and I knew like that I could be doing more. So I joined her group that she had. And then after like a month or two, I felt completely different. My pain had gone down so much just from actually like exercising like every day. And I noticed like a lot of my other symptoms had improved just from focusing on my nutrition and not just like eating whatever, just because. So about six months after that, I decided to become a coach myself because I was like, wow, you know, this has been so life-changing for me. And like, I would love to help people like me that are looking for like a better way and looking to take back control of their health. So here I am. (laughs) So I've been a coach since January. I've just been kind of like feeling it out and seeing like what like works for me, but I love it so far. I do every month, like just like a general fitness and nutrition group. So in June, I'm running my cultivating change bootcamp, which is just focused on creating like healthy habits and routines. So that's a general fitness and nutrition group. And then this month, I also wanted to focus on a chronic illness group because I've never done that before. But when I was really like evaluating how I wanted to move forward with coaching, it kind of like struck me that like I'm always sharing on my page and my stories about my illness and I'm very like open and vulnerable about it and I was like I feel like that's awesome but I want to take it a step further so I am creating a community for June that I want to continue to run like continuously called the living well community that is for people who have chronic illnesses and it will focus on kind of like restorative movement and yoga and things like that. Cause that's where I started out. I think a lot of people with chronic illnesses, myself included, can be fearful of like starting with exercise because like sometimes when you picture exercise, you picture like, you know, like high intensity, like crazy off the wall stuff. And that's not always the case. So I'm starting it out with like some restorative movement because I think that's like very healing for chronic illness. And then just to focus on nutrition, because I know that was a big deal for me, like just like switching, like what I was eating was really helping with like my inflammation and a lot of the digestive issues I was having. And then I'm focusing a lot on mental wellness too, because I know like with any, like any, everyone needs mental wellness 100%. And we know that is future OTs, but I think especially for chronic illness, it's not talked about as much about how like the illness really takes a toll on how you're feeling emotionally and how capable you feel of doing things and like depression and anxiety with chronic illness is such a real thing. So I want to focus a lot on that. And then I'm really trying to drive home the community component because I know since I've had this illness, it's been a huge thing for me. Like when I was diagnosed and then I started getting into writing for some different platforms about like my story and just like the outpouring of like love from people like in the chronic illness community that are like, Hey, me too you know, has been amazing. So I'm really trying to drive home that community component of that. That's really awesome. Yeah, if you don't that. mind sharing though, um, how did, how did you take that reaction? Like when you finally decided to, you know, share that and someone did ask you for help, like, did, how did that change you? Did that like make it, you know, more impactful to really inspire others? Yeah, I definitely think when I started like sharing my story, cause for so long, like I was so afraid of, you know, because like so many parts of my story has been very like uncertain. Like I still have like issues that are trying to be like diagnosed. And I was just like, oh, like I don't want someone to judge me if I'm like, I don't really know what's happening. But like, so I think when I finally shared my story and I had so many people that were just like, hey, like this really helped me because I'm struggling with this too. Like I feel like it just kind of came full circle. 
for me. And I feel like it just made me reflect on how I felt when I was first diagnosed. And I felt like no one was like there in my corner. And it was just like, wow, like I want to be like the kind of coach and the kind of OT that like helps people feel like they're not alone and can help them like regain those aspects of their life that they lost. So I actually like our thesis project for um, OT school was we did like a community group for chronic low back pain. So that was super cool for me too to see. And I think that's something I'm super passionate about with coaching and with OT is just groups for chronic illness and chronic pain because I feel like it's not addressed as much as it should be. And I think having that experience like really makes me so much more passionate about doing that. Did you learn anything in OT school to help you deal with the chronic pain? Like a little bit. I definitely think our program did a better job of like going through like techniques for managing pain and things like that. But I also feel that from doing our research, because we developed our own program for our thesis from like the bottom up and just doing all the research on, you know, what's out there, what can be helpful, I think really helped me to better understand, you know, like how I could help myself and how I could help others. Now in school, did you use the coaching to pay for school or did you take out loans? I actually, since I just started coaching in January, so this is my last semester, did a lot with loans since I went to a private university, which that was my goal, like in the beginning, because I knew I would get more like aid and everything if I went to a private school. And since my dad has a disability, I applied for a lot of scholarships, just like talking about like my experience with him and like how my family has influenced like my career. So I was able to get like a good amount of like scholarships and grants, which was super helpful, but definitely still did take out some hefty loans because my university's tuition was more expensive since it was private, but definitely manageable. And I know you specified a little bit about your dad, but how, how did he play a, a role in your life when you were in school or, you know, learning how to apply what you you know were taught and maybe to help him. Yeah. Well, I think, like I said, like, I think he was like a major reason why I became interested in OT, but he also like, he's always been very supportive of like my career choice as an OT. And he's always been like, so proud of just like me taking like how I grew up and what I've learned and like learning how to apply it. But I also feel that like, it was kind of cool to come home like from school every summer and then see like how I've grown as an OT and be able to, you know, help him differently. Like last year, I think it was last spring. So I had finished up most of my curriculum and I was like ready to go on field work. At that point, he was having like a surgery to repair something and he was in a wheelchair for a few months. And I was like amazed at just like how much better I was able to help him and like help out my mom, like just based on like what I knew from school. So it's definitely been cool to like help out around the house and think of things and like, hey, this would make things easier. So we definitely have way more like adaptive equipment in our house than we used to, but it's been super cool. No, that's really awesome. Now you're able to like incorporate like what you're learning to help your family out and also just for your own self, for your own career and stuff like that. That's like really, really awesome. I love that, that backstory. You want to talk about field work? Laura and I are first years, so yeah. we're, we're learning from you. So <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what we do to be a better student in field work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so field work was interesting. <laughs> I feel like it's definitely really hard to know how to prepare. But so my two rotations, I was in acute care for my first one. And I thought I would like it more than I did. It was, you know, it was definitely just like, I feel like not what I am good at, like as an OT, because it, it's very like, you know, I had 10 minutes with each person, very like fast paced, very like medically complex cases. 
but it was definitely a good learning experience. Very intense, but I did enjoy it overall. It was a little challenging because I had to switch fieldwork instructors like halfway through, which was like a choice by the rehab director because mine was like never there and they just felt like I wasn't learning the best because of that. So that was definitely a challenge too. But my second rotation was in a special education school and loved it. Like it was amazing. I felt like I fit like right into that role so well. And I just loved working with the kids, loved doing like the individual sessions with them and then like running groups in the classrooms. Like I loved everything about that rotation. And I think that really solidified for me like what I want to do because I really would like to work with kids, which I never before thought that I would until I was on that rotation. And I was like, wow, like I'm really good at this. (laughs) So yeah. And did you have really good relationships with the OTRs? Like besides the one change? Yeah. um, In my first rotation, it was kind of hard yes because of the change but also I just felt like it was more of like a toxic environment like they all would you know like talk about each other like to each other and then like to me and I was like this just like isn't comfortable for me as a student so like that can definitely be a challenge so I felt like I came out of the that rotation not having the best relationships with all of them like I would have wanted to but I know a lot of that was out of my control But my second rotation in the school, I had really great relationships with all of the OTRs there. So that was an amazing experience for sure. Yeah, even like for me, like I had experience in with kids as well. And for me, that's still not something I'm like looking into doing. But I don't know, maybe my mind will change like once I get more experience with it, like through like clinical experiences and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's like really awesome though, how you kind of like know you know, what you like in OT so far through like all those experiences. So would you say your future setting probably will be maybe with peds in the school system? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually, I've been um, like interviewing at like a few school districts and I would love to work in a special education school because I really like that setting but it's like very hard to get into like right off the bat. I have been like talking to a special education school but it's also hard with like being a new grad and then like, you know, with the boards being delayed, everyone's like, oh, like, you know, they want someone who already has their license, which is tough. But so, yeah, I definitely would like to start out in a school. I would obviously be open to working with kids in other settings. I just think the school setting is like super cool. Especially now to um, Taylor, with everything going on, can you kind of talk about with how COVID's kind of impacted you right now in the sense of like looking for a job? Yeah, so definitely it's been definitely an interesting experience, at least for like, for me finishing up my last semester of school, it was pretty smooth for me because half of our classes were online anyway. So the way that like my program works is we had like our four years of like the main curriculum and then we went out on field work and then we come back for one semester, which was kind of frustrating, but that's just how our program worked. And so when this all happened, we were already like having half of our classes online. So that was a pretty smooth transition for us. But then when it came time to apply for the boards, everything is like super backed up because people who have been waiting to take them since March still can't take them and then they needed first priority so things are finally like starting up again so I just got all of my stuff good to go and being able to schedule like 
last week, but there's no dates until like August or September in most places, just because everything is crazy. And then with applying for jobs, it's kind of nice for me because since I want to go into the schools, a lot of them, you know, like there's like time because they won't be really solidifying like who they have coming in until like August or like pretty much August. So there's like more, more time than if I was going to a setting that was like, Hey, we need someone right now. And since I take my boards at the beginning of August, it's like kind of a good time frame. but it's still like everything is just like so backed up with like doing interviews and like processing everything. But, you know, they always told us in school, like as OTs, we adapt. So I feel like it's just been like that process of like, you know, it is what it is. We're making the most of it. So, yeah. So true. I think that's what we do best. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> and what, um, what tools are you using right now to study? Okay, so I had, like, I developed my study schedule, and I was, like, already studying because I was, like, I want to, like, you know, be ready because I had hoped to take the test in July, but so I'm just, like, going through my schedule, and then I'm just going to go through it again because I have enough time to do that, but I've been kind of, like, developing my own process of, like, watching, like, OT Miri videos because, like, she's amazing, (laughs) and then I have the AOTA study pack which I really like that one. I don't have the NBCOT one just because my dad bought me like a bunch of like flashcards and stuff and like a few other resources. And I was like, I don't feel like I need to also get the NBCOT one because I already have half of this stuff, but I also have therapy ed. So I've been going through and like reading the therapy ed chapters, which is challenging because they're so in depth, but doing that and then like going through and taking a lot of practice tests and everything. So that's been super helpful. I was fortunate that our school had paid for like us to do therapy ed and we were supposed to do it like right when this all happened. So we did like a virtual, we all did like therapy ed together, like over Zoom. So that was really helpful for us to be able to do that. But I've been using those resources and I feel so far, I'm only like probably three weeks into the content, but I feel like pretty like good so far. Like I feel like my method I have is like working and like the resources I'm using are pretty effective. Awesome. Or would you consider yourself uh, a sh- like a strong studier though when you were in school? Because you can compare like your study habits from school to studying for you know the boards. Yeah, I think I was a strong studier in school. I think it's like hard now because I just like have no motivation to study, which is like tough because it's like you know like I'm done with school, like I want to be done. But I, I feel like now that I actually have a test date, like I feel like more like motivated to study because I have like an end goal and it's not just like oh I'm studying and like there's no test date, like it's no end in sight. So it's definitely been like challenging, just like trying to like you know motivate myself to study. But we're getting better. I keep just like starting over and you know. I think now that I have a test date that I'm looking at, I feel definitely like more committed to studying and not just like, well, you know, I guess I could study, but who knows when this is going to happen. So for sure. I feel that I feel that right now. And I was like in the middle of my first semester. I was like, after like everything happened, I was like, oh man, studying at home is just, it's just, it's not even studying at home. It's just being in the same spot all day, every day. It's really hard. I'm like, I really have to like kick myself and be like, okay, okay, I'm you're gonna study you're gonna do this and then then I have to move somewhere else because I just can't do it anymore it's really hard mm-hmm. yeah definitely I, I do the same thing honestly like for me I just took one class in the spring and it wasn't too bad initially but then like the more I just like kept sitting here I'm just like yeah no like I can't like stay in my house all the time and like the social distancing and all that stuff but I mean what I've been doing at least is like 
consistency, you know, I mean, consistency is key when it comes to studying, even if you don't feel motivated, even if you do have a date, let's, you know, let's say for certain people who don't feel that, that's just all that really matters is that you're consistent each day doing something that's important related to your studying or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I feel like coaching has helped me with that too, because I used to like, like if I didn't have anywhere to be, like I would literally sleep in until like noon. (laughs) So I feel like with coaching, like I've learned a lot about like the importance of having like a solid like routine. And like, so I've been getting up earlier. So like I get up and I get my coaching stuff done and then like I study. So I feel like now that I have like a set routine and it's not just like, oh, I'm stuck in the house all day, every day. And like nothing I do matters. (laughs) Like now that I have like a routine and like I'm being consistent with it, it's definitely helped. You want to go through like a typical, a typical day just to like show everyone yeah. So um, typically what I like to do, even though sometimes it changes based on, you know, different things, but I typically get up at six and then I do like some type of personal development. So I like to read some kind of book to like, you know, help me to grow as a person. And then I will work out and then I'll do some of my coaching daily things that I do. So I'll post on social media. I'll reach out to people, just some of those daily things. I'll check in in my boot camp and see how all my girls are doing and then eat some breakfast and then usually around like 10 9 or 10 i like to start like studying so i can get like a few good hours in before lunch and then study some more after lunch so then i can just have like the evening to like do whatever that's pretty solid honestly if you could do it all over again what's your best advice you would give a student applying right now Hmm. you know that's hard i feel like it was interesting for me because i definitely didn't see myself going to the school that I went to. And I literally changed my mind at like the last minute. But I feel like the advice I would give is like, really like, find the place that feels right to you. Because I feel like I visited so many places. And I just was like, Oh, you know, like, I don't know. But I feel like when I went to Gannon, it just like clicked for me. And I was like, this is like, this is right. And I definitely think another good piece of advice and like my program did a really good job at doing this is like get involved as like many ways as you can like in the community and like any other chance like you have to like learn and apply yourself is definitely like my best advice like my first year after school I started working in a group home with older adults with intellectual disabilities and that was like the best thing that I've done throughout school because it just gave me better like experience with things and just like getting used to some of those things so definitely any way that you can get involved is my best advice you know we, we didn't touch on this but I wanted to ask you go back to applying again and balance like when you were looking at your different options if you wanted to just talk about that for a minute yeah so I applied I believe I applied to five different schools and they were all ones that had like a five-year program and then one of them was a six-year doctorate so for me, one of the big things is I wanted to be like close enough to home. So Gannon was only three hours from home. So for me, that felt still very like, you know, I could still make it home if I needed to. Whereas some of the other schools I looked at were like seven or eight hours. And I was like, eh, you know, but for me, it was just important for me to be close to home because of my dad and because of my family. But then I also like wanted to look at a private school because of paying for school because I knew if I went to a public school, it would be a lot harder for me. So that was another thing I looked at. I think some of my other things just to like narrow down was a few of the schools I visited, their programs weren't as established. Like they had only been around for a few years. And then when I visited Gannon, a lot of the faculty were very like involved in the community and involved in 
just like very different specialty areas. Like all my professors were very experienced in different areas. And I liked that. And I liked that there were a lot of different opportunities to serve the community, to like, you know, grow as a student and as a future therapist. So I feel like all those things were important to me. I also liked that it was a smaller school because I wasn't really super into a huge school, but like that was just me personally. But yeah, I feel like it's really just about finding the place that kind of meets most of like what you're looking for. So where can they find you, Taylor? Just tell everyone where to follow you, where to find you, send her any messages. Yes. Okay. So my Instagram is at growth and grace wellness, all one word, <laughs> no extra characters or anything added in. So I share a lot about OT and I share about coaching and about chronic illness and you can always find what I'm up to in there. There's always information in my bio, always stuff going on. Cool. cool. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for hopping on with us. We really appreciate it. I'm getting to know you a little bit. Yeah, guys, make sure you go check out our page, ask for any questions. Okay. Definitely.